welcome to the Walking in Heels podcast, where the journey is the blessing. I am your host, Kimberly White. Come walk with me as we step into healing, enlightenment, acceptance, love, and sexual power, uncovering and healing those perceptions that keep us from living the lives we deserve. Get ready to take the next step into your destiny. Hello ladies, it is your girl Kimberly White and welcome to another episode of the Walking in Heels podcast. Today I am so excited to be talking with one of my good friends. Um, She's a good Judy, but her name is Jody, Jody Smith. (laughs) She is going to be joining us today talking about her fitness journey. So um, before I go into anything else, Jody, wave, say hello to the people. Hi, everybody. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, the healers are excited to have you. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about fitness challenges. Jody was actually one of my friends, one of the many who reached out to me after I did my fitness competition that asked me, hey, how did you do it? You know, I want to do it for myself. I'm thinking about it. Can you connect me X, Y, Z? But she's one of the few who actually followed through. So it was really cool seeing um, you go through your process. I was kind of able to glean some of the same lessons that I learned when I was going through mine. So we were just talking one day and um, I was like, I need you to come on the show and share your story with people because People look at me and they think, oh, well, you were already small. So it was a good, you know, endeavor for you, but I'm a little bigger. Can I get the Uh same results? Will my life, you know, change as much as yours did? So on and so forth. So Jody is going to lay it out for us today. Um, She just recently came off the heels of her first win in her first Uh show. So kudos to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) So, Jody, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, again, hello, everybody. My name is Jody Smith. By day and by training, I am a yoga teacher. I am also in a new career as an instructional designer. And like my friend Kim, a fitness enthusiast, I've been in love with fitness on and off. It's kind of one of those relationships that I can't seem to get away from. But I've been um, into fitness, I think, ever since I was little. Um, Another thing that I want to bring out for your viewers and your listeners is I'm also over 50. So I'm representing for those who are over 45, specifically over 50, just turned, I think, 51. Honestly, I forgot. And I like to keep it that way. (laughs) And also going through my own changes in life, premenopausal. So my fitness journey now compared to what it was before is very different. And I'm just happy to be here to share whatever information or knowledge that I may have to help inspire other women who have considered restarting their fitness journey. Oh man, this is shaping up to be powerful already. First of all, if y'all cannot see Jody, she is absolutely gorgeous and does not look her age at all. Jody looks my age. You have Which a is 20. I know, 20. I can't believe. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 20 and holding, sis. 20 and holding. <laughs> 
So Jody, I know that you said you're you're um, you are a yoga instructor. You have been a fitness enthusiast for mm-hmm. a while. Was this endeavor in terms of going on a fitness journey something that you always wanted to do? What made you, mm. you know, choose to do a competition? Um, so I used to work out. I mean, I'm from the early like Gold's Gym when you got caught up in one of those like long-term contracts. Yes. So I've been in fitness and working out for a long time, but I never considered uh, bodybuilding as a route for me because I only saw kind of what most people see, bulkiness, especially from the women, the bulkiness. And I saw, I used to watch a lot of the fitness. So that's an actual division in some bodybuilding competitions but in that division, you need to be able to do like gymnastics and flips and splits. And I'm like, I can't do splits. I don't have gymnastics background and I don't want to get bulky. And I think that's what most women said in the 90s and 2000s, like bulkiness. Muscles meant bulk, which meant not feminine. So I kind of played around with just staying healthy and working out just to maintain my shape. But it wasn't until maybe 2005 when I was living in New York at the time. And I wanted to get a trainer because I knew my level of fitness or working out wasn't really pushing me. I mean, I was a cardio queen, 45 minutes, cardio, elliptical. I was on it. However, I noticed like I didn't really have like shape. And we could talk about that more, the difference between just a cardio-based workout and adding strength training. So I met my trainer, his name was Alex. And what was unique about him is that he was a former bodybuilder. And, um, and he'd recently just moved from Romania. And also what kind of stood out is that he was actually Trinidadian, but he grew up in Romania. Wow. And that's where he learned about bodybuilding. So as my trainer, I used to tell him, look, I don't want to get bulky. And he explained to me kind of the science that women really can't get bulky unless you're taking enhancements. He was all about healthy and natural weightlifting and using it as a way to build strength as well as to change the shape of your body. I fell in love, I think, not with him, not with Alex, although he's (laughs) like a brother to me still. But I fell in love with just the art of showing up and working out and seeing the transformation of my body bit by bit. It was the Mm. incremental changes that kept me going. And he was the one who first put it in my head. He's like, you should really compete. And I was like, no, because I don't want to get bulky. And he was like, no. And he said, Jody, if you just change your diet, you would be phenomenal on stage. I was like, what do you mean? I work out to eat. <laughs> but now looking back, he saw what, he saw the potential early. And like I said, it's 2005. And it always just stuck with me over the years. So fast forward and I'll get into really the motivation. Yes, seeing Kim walk on stage was like, okay, I, I need to do something about this. I've been saying I wanna, I kinda, I might, but to see someone I knew personally get on stage and look incredible. Like I was on Instagram and I was like, what? (laughs) 
and it, it just it triggered again that emotion of you can still look feminine and strong at the same time and she did something that was always in my mind so I right there kind of was like because I'm used to the one that people call me for advice mm. I was like Kim how'd you do that <laughs> can you meet with me and that's what got it started the conversation and just seeing somebody like me do it that's awesome and I'm like I could do it too that's awesome. I was so happy to be an inspiration. And I'm sure you remember when you called me, I was like, let me know, girl, I'll listen. Yep. This is my nutritionist. This is my uh-huh. housing coach. Here's what you should do. It's so worth it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There are pros and cons to this. There, there are definitely some mental obstacles that oh. a person will go through during your prep. There are, um, some associations that may get strained or mm-hmm. rearranged throughout that process. So there is kind of a life change that takes place when a person yeah. embarks on this. Yeah. Um, but I was so excited for you, like, Jody, yes, let's do it. And I remember you telling me a little bit about your current situation in terms of employment, where you mm-hmm. were at the time, the food that you were eating, that mm-hmm. they were providing for you guys to give you fuel was not the best choices so (laughs) I um in addition to being a yoga teacher I had the unique opportunity to actually teach yoga full-time at an elementary school so for five years I was um, my school's yoga teacher because that was part of our curriculum and I absolutely loved it and my school's culture is around it's around family and what families do they like to eat And also just a little context. While I haven't been diagnosed with this or anything, I do have a tendency to eat and not binge, but I do enjoy and I will overindulge. Um, For instance, do not bring a large bag of Cheetos in front of me because I will eat the whole bag. I had no problems in the past. And, th- and I do now recognize that it was more about emotional eating that I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. But large pizza, I will eat everything except two slices because I'm watching what I eat and save the other two for breakfast in the morning. So coming from a place where I already indulged in food, I'm working in an environment that fed us very well. And this is very uncommon. I will say this is very uncommon for most public schools to provide a catered soul food um, lunch with oxtails and Mm. catfish and fried chicken and smothered pork chops. I kid you not. Or in honor of um, um, Cinco de Mayo, we have a full nacho bar. I kid you not. We celebrated Mardi Gras, king cake for everybody and Creole food. So I'm in a culture where they're they celebrated everything with food. Mm-hmm. What do you do when they have extras? You take it home. So I was in an environment where I felt loved, but what I realized for me, that food was almost an emotional connection. Stressed at work, kids are going crazy. Oh, there's extra cupcakes. Let me not take one. Let me take two, maybe three that I'll save for later. Oh, we're having 
it's it's Monday and they're catering breakfast. Let me get a few breakfast tacos for snacks. So it's like the food became almost like a numbing agent for me. Mm-hmm. And imagine for five years, what's that doing to my body? Whew. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Not to mention, we had, every, we had everything except alcohol, which you're not supposed to have on campus. But you could see the point that it didn't matter if it was alcohol or you know, something else. It was just constant. Everything was tied to food. Absolutely. And, you know, it's like you said, I'm, I'm not going to eat these two slices because I'm watching my intake. Right. You know, I'll eat them in the morning. It's, and with us living in Houston, we are a eating, drinking city. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I would I would almost like wager to say that all of Texas is, but a lot of what we do in terms of community is surrounded by food, food. and drinks. And mm-hmm. the crazy part about a fitness journey is that 80% of your results are going to be based off of what you're eating mm-hmm. and what you're drinking. So yes. Yes, huge change um, from having King K on Mardi Gras and all of these celebrations where you can just indulge in anything that you want to, to stepping into a fitness journey, which is usually 16 weeks. So um, for my viewers, if you guys and listeners, if you guys have ever considered doing a fitness journey, you're going to do about 16 weeks. That's about four months at minimum to prep you to get into your first show. Usually that first month, your nutritionalist and your trainer, they're looking at your body. They're just kind of seeing how your body reacts to certain foods, certain workouts, things of that sort. Once they get a good gauge of that, that's when you really begin to go into the hardcore training, sculpting, and so forth. So it's not just a a 90-day. Again, it's usually four months. And a lot of that, again, is about your eating. It's your entire day is planned and based off of, of what it is that you're going to eat. So yeah. um, Jody, before I go into- Oh, I, I did want to add one point to that, yeah. Kim. Just, it does also depend on how much weight you are bringing into the competition. So I only had six, about 16 weeks for someone who may have been carrying more weight than I was at that time. You may need a little bit more time. However, I was able to accomplish a lot in my four months based on what Kim said, the nutrition, being very aware of my food and how I planned out my day and my life around this goal. Yes, absolutely. Talking about the nutrition. So you went into this process. You called Michelle, our nutritionist. Mm -hmm. You got put on a plan um, and... Tell us about what happened. Was it was it scary for you? Was it hard in the beginning? Okay, so just a little setup. I was about 196 pounds. Mm. Um, I'm also 5'7". I have a unique benefit, I guess, to say is that I'm proportioned. So when I gain weight, I actually gain it very proportionately. So it doesn't look like I'm carrying a lot of mass. However, looking at my before and after, I'm clearly aware like, wow, I was covering a lot. I was holding a lot of body fat on on me. Mm -hmm. And 
because I'm wearing yoga clothes all the time and it, you know, I look, my shape looks nice. I actually didn't see it for years. So it was, it was a little bit of a, um, a shock for me going through this journey. So with food, food is actually one of the easier things for me to do. I've always been on some type of uh, meal plan in my past life, even when I was about 196. However, I'll tell you some of the things I didn't do. When I got the meal plan from Michelle, I looked at the calories and I'm like, 1700, that's too much. And instantly I was in, this isn't gonna work. I already eat this much. Uh-uh, mm -hmm. what about keto? What about this? What about that? Yeah. My first month was me relearning, letting go of what I thought a healthy meal plan should look like. Mm -hmm. Mind you, I don't have a background in this, but you know, I, I research on YouTube. So I know all about intermittent fasting and keto. And I've done those. They just didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. So the mental part was trusting that this meal plan that was in front of me was going to work. And there was the hard or the resistance part. That's the mental part, letting go of what you think you know yes. and trusting someone else. That is a very um, vulnerable position to be in. Yes. And it is a, it, it's, it's scary. Because mm -hmm. like I only got four 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 months. I got it. I got it. I got it. So I I just trust it. Yes. So you just gotta let it go and trust. Yes. Um, and in the beginning, I'm like, I can't eat all this food. Yeah. But my body wasn't used to it because my body was used to eating a certain type of way, meaning mm -hmm. no breakfast, a lot of snacks in between that were all not nutrient dense, a lot of calories, but no no benefit whatsoever like mm -hmm. <laughs> after work something real quick and healthy like fajita tacos from taco cabana and a bean and cheese taco and maybe a daiquiri on the way because that's dessert and then a salad for dinner so going from that where I thought I was eating you know not a lot to eating a lot but yeah. eating food that was very nutrient dense was life-changing for me because my body reacted in a way that I didn't expect. My first month, I lost about 10 pounds of fat, not wow. just water, fat. And Michelle, my trainer, and I also go to a place to get a full body scan of fat um, to measure my body fat, a DEXA scan. They were like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm eating. <laughs> I'm eating right and I'm working out. Yeah. So once I saw the proof, oh, I also have to submit photos. My before and after every week, Michelle wanted to see an update. When I saw the change and when she saw the change, I was, I was hooked. So I think when you are letting go of old mindsets and beliefs, you have to be kind to yourself and be willing to trust. Yeah. But find ways to just document and see. You 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 do need a little proof. 
And the proof was I did what I was told. I took my pictures. I compared. I saw that this is working. And then I was, I was 110%. I was already 100, but I was 110. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. And I love the trust point. I remember when you and I first started talking, I was like, Michelle is great at what mm-hmm. she does. And we'll have to get her on a podcast at some point. Yes. But she's so good. She's so passionate about it. She understands what the judges are looking for, but then she also mm-hmm. understands how your body can move and and um, lose weight, gain weight, but mm-hmm. in a healthy way as well. Healthy. Yes. She's very was- conscious of that. Go ahead. Yes. Like I, I want to stress too, it's like eating healthy does not mean that you are on salads. Like I had mm-hmm. no salads on this, on this plan. None. I had to eat spinach, but I can cook spinach. Give I, us an idea of, of what a day of your meal plan looks like. Okay. All right. Um, breakfast, I would have a certain, um, I won't go too much into grams because people get confused, but let's just say I had a semi-small bowl of oatmeal with blueberries. I had maybe the equivalent of three, three or four egg whites, not the whole egg, but egg whites. I would have turkey bacon, and I'm very picky about my turkey bacon. So I bought um, uncured turkey bacon from HEB, which actually had more meat on it. So mm. she was like, that's fine. As long as you have it within a certain amount of grams, mm-hmm. um, some spinach. So I can make a white, a egg white omelet and add the spinach. And that was my breakfast. And to me in the beginning, I was like, this is too much. I can't eat all this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I eat that up so fast. My body is like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Mm-hmm. So your body does get used to the good food because it's burning it up for fuel. It's like, I can't save this as fat. I need to burn this up fast. Absolutely. Your so body's was- used to metabolizing. And actually that's what it does. It speeds up your metabolism. Yes. Um, but it does it in a healthy way. Some of us have been taught the notion that, you know, well, if I eat less, I'll gain less. That is yes. absolutely untrue. It's Your body opposite. needs fuel. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it will begin to store fat. And it's going to store exactly. fat in places that you don't want it to. Exactly. Your butt, sis. So, okay, that's breakfast. So, so give us an idea. So you've got breakfast. Okay. Usually it's breakfast, snack, lunch, mm-hmm. maybe snack and dinner, or go ahead. So I had the equivalent of what I would consider two lunches. So mm-hmm. my second meal would be, let's say, three or four ounces of chicken breast. Now she allowed me to actually have chicken thighs. Mm -hmm. And I'll explain that she knew I did not like chicken breasts. I don't like it. And if anyone has good recipes to keep chicken breasts moist for more than two days, please let me know. I don't like chicken breasts. I got you. Thank you. Okay. But she said, I'm going to give you foods that I know you'll eat. Because if I give you a meal plan of foods you don't eat, we're, we're, we're not going to win. So I was able to eat, let's say three ounces of um, chicken thighs with some spinach and maybe like a half a cup of rice. Okay. White rice at that, not brown rice because I don't like brown rice either. Wow. So then my lunch would be maybe fish. So I would have either tilapia or salmon, 
with some broccoli and some rice. Mm -hmm. My snack would be caramel rice cakes, which are heavenly now. Mom, yes. With with some peanut butter and banana slices. And my dinner would be something like fish and a vegetable. And now, I was now, like, no, now for the listeners, I want y'all uh -huh. to ask yourself, does that sound like deprivation to you? No. Did you hear one salad? No. <laughs> no. It's oh. really, it's really not that bad. Go ahead, Jody. She even let me use maple syrup. Now I had to measure out my maple syrup with my measuring, you know, my little measuring spoon, but I got to the point where I didn't use any sweetener in my oatmeal or in any of my snacks because the foods that I was eating, the rice cake, the caramel version, the peanut butter, the fruit had the sweets that I need. I had no sugar cravings throughout this whole process. That part, you stop craving the sugar and you begin to taste the food. Taste the food, yep. You know, um, it's, it's, it's something that one of the most addictive things that we have in our country is sugar, mm -hmm. it's the sugar addiction. Um, and that's why alcohol will put so much weight on you because alcohol breaks down into sugar. sugar. And so there are a lot of negative implications that comes from that. What saved me was my um, rice cakes and my crystal light because it only had five grams of sugar. And I mean, there are so many different tips and tricks that I'm yes. going to share with y'all at some point, but Jody, this is good. That is so that meal plan, because it does change over the course of 16 weeks. Yes. Michelle is looking at your body and she's making changes I to your that. diet, usually once every two weeks or once a month. Mm -hmm. So what you gave us as an example was a meal plan for week what? Would it be your first week? or This was my first month. Okay. Um, we stayed on the same plan. Now, that was the only change mm -hmm. is that now for some, they, you need variety. And, yeah. and I advise you to invest in spices and different ways to cook your food. Me, I like to keep it very simple. This is what I'm eating this day to stay because I already had a very high stress life with teaching. So yeah. I wanted to take out the complication of how am I going to prepare my food? What am I? No, I know I eat this, this, and this. Um, also, I had to drink about a gallon of water. Now that was a challenge, but like Kim said, Crystal Light or any of those non-sugar flavors add to your water, lemons, limes, saved my life as well. Yeah. So adding that helped my diet. And Michelle was like, since it's working, we're going to keep it the way it is. Yeah. No cheat meal for me the first month. Got it. Got it. All right. So she already, again, she came in with a trainer and a nutritionalist. The beautiful thing that I would say about this, Jody, is that a nutritionalist, when you have a team, right, <laughs> it keeps you accountable. It, they give you measurable goals. And, <clears throat> excuse me, they give you measurable goals. So mm -hmm. when you're in a process, it's very hard to stop and regress because you have a team of people rooting for you and, yeah. and they're wanting you to, to win. So mm -hmm. let's go from the first month, right? Okay. Four months. And let's jump into the middle of the program because I was there with you. So I saw some of the 
the harder points. I remember one time in particular, we met um, at the mall, we were shopping for your gown. Um, mm -hmm. Your, your um, posing coach said, hey, we're going to put you in a transformation competition. So that's uh -huh. what we were competing for. So we were going to pick out your gown and you had just found out some news that there were some changes happening at your work. Uh -huh. That happening in the background, because I'm saying this, because oftentimes we'll allow life events to stop us from accomplishing our goals. Yes. And you didn't expect that to happen. So there were some changes at your workplace. How did that affect you in your process, along with any other challenges that you had? Um, yes, bringing back some memories, because I remember that conversation where we were at Starbucks, too, at that. Um, and it, it was it was crazy to be in a in a situation where my employment was about to end. So that my program of yoga was being um, eliminated or just replaced at my at my school and I got this information now I still had my employment until the end of the school year but it took me that news just just kind of derailed me for a moment because instantly I went into survival mode I need to save up money I can't be spending this money on a trainer and nutritionist what am I doing I mean I went into a very reactive position. And I understand where, I, I, well, I can understand and sympathize and empathize with others who are considering doing something like this because it is an investment mm -hmm. and life happens. And it is so easy to say, I have to stop. But fitness and this competition is what grounded me in reality that I can make a change or do something different in light of the situation. And I chose to continue. I felt though at that week, all the emotional eating patterns surface. Mm. It's so easy for me to go. So we have drive-in daiquiri bars uh, in Texas. Um, not saying they're good or bad, however, they're here. <laughs> yeah, they're here. And there was one drink I do like, and it was calling me. It I it literally was calling me. And I wanted to go back to old habits of emotional eating. I wanted to just eat my sorrows away and feel sorry for myself and feel mad. And my and I called my nutritionist and she said, go to the gym and work out. I'm like, I don't want to, I want a cheat meal. She's <laughs> like, use that energy and that emotion and work out. So I went to my trainer and I remember on, on a squat rack, no, not on a squat rack, on a, um, a leg press. So it's the one that you get to sit and press your legs out and he's leaning on it, adding his body weight. And I'm already nice. pressing like close to 200 and I'm mad. And suddenly I start crying and everyone in the gym's like, did you hurt her? And I'm like, I'm not. It's finally, these emotions are coming out yeah. in the most productive way in the weight room where I can push it out 
And the more I worked out and the more I allowed myself to feel my feelings instead of trying to numb them with food, I was able to move past and make different choices, which is now why I'm in a whole nother career. And I use my, my fitness is what kept me grounded. It, it so was like, I mean, I have this job, but I, I'm going to get this competition. And it yes. absolutely motivated me more to do my best to, I, I wasn't saying like win, but I said, do my best to have the best pre- presentation of myself at this event. So yes. yeah, fitness oh. was that anchor. That's so powerful. Yes. So powerful, Jody. I'm so proud of you. And I'm telling y'all, it's not just me. I'm not, this happens with women all over. And I always say this, when a woman is looking to make a change, when anyone's looking to make a change in their lives, we start with the physical. Usually mm-hmm. what we'll do is go and get our makeup done or you know, cut our hair, change the color of our hair, start dressing differently. That's all addressing the outer man. Nothing wrong with that. But what are you doing within yourself, right? How are we turning within? And so ah, that was just whew, so beautiful. And you're in a new career now. Yes, yes. But before I go, I think what's important is when you're going through this transformation, whether it is doing your first competition or just deciding that you want to lose weight, surrounding yourself with positive people because like Kim already told you, you've been there from day one. Y'all, she even did my makeup and helped style me, which she still gets compliments on the makeup job that she did <laughs> on me. But having people in your corner and you don't need a lot, like you really don't. No. Outside of like my mom, here in Houston, I had three people rooting for me. Kim, my trainer and my nutritionist. And that's all I needed. I had my other friends and I don't want to discount them either. I love y'all because I know y'all gonna listen. But the ones who I could really just, girl, they saying this, that I need to be eating less food or I don't know about this work. You know, it's like someone who understood. It helped me to have people who went through this journey. And if that's what you have to do, find you a community or just a friend that can hold you accountable while you're doing this, please do it. I think that's the missing component too. Next to water, find you that community or that just that group that got you. Absolutely. Well, we're about to wrap up here. Um, There's one thing that I wanted to go over that I feel like is kind of the central thesis of this. Um, A, you have to be willing to trust, you know, um, like Jody said, have you one friend, have you a small group, but don't have a whole village of people because you're going to start getting input from different people that will make you question your journey. So stick to your nutritionist, your team, you have a small team and that's all you need to push you through this. Um, so start doing it. Keep a small team, trust the process. Yeah. Trust it. Yeah, trust trust the process. And Mm -hmm. I would also say, know that you deserve this. This is not just an outside thing where you're transforming your body. You can transform your life if you 
really kind of go into this, get some good people around you and surrender. Mm -hmm. So Jody, we are so proud of you. Thank you. Yes, if she allows me, I may, I may share some pictures like you know, of her and competition mode when she oh, Yeah, it. I was thinking that. It's like, people need to see. Like, yeah. I was going through my phone and I found a picture of when I was on the scale and it said 196. I found my COVID belly pictures I was taking. Like, oh Lord. And there's, no, and honestly, there was nothing wrong with my, I mean, I love my body in shape and out of shape. I definitely had a strong love for my body. I just knew my body is stronger and more, it, it, it was capable of so much more yes. than what I thought. And now I'm like, I'm, I'm signed, I signed up for my second competition in October. There's a, and it's a whole new level of mental and, and different challenges, but I'm up for it. I'm yes. up for it. And we will be rooting you on. The healers will be rooting you on. I'm rooting you on. Um, hey, we're just expecting great things out of you, Jody. Any final words, Jody, that you would like to leave to the viewers? And also, where can they find you if they'd like to follow you on your journey? Uh, um, before I forget, so Instagram is Jody underscore redefined. I just recently changed my name from I Yoga like with that. Jody. Yeah, yes. just yoga. I do too much to just be confined. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Jody underscore redefined. Okay. Where you can, I'm going to start posting more about just some of the different fitness um, avenues that I'm finding myself in. Recently found rock climbing. So now that's my new little jam right now. And final words. I think you said it best, Kim. Like you deserve this. This is your body, your temple, your, mm -hmm. where your spirit resides. And you are charged to take care of it. You have to, yeah. you know, taking care of, you do not have to look like me. This is how my body is designed to look, but you owe it to yourself to be the exact, the, not the exact, the best representation of you. And you owe it to yourself. And if that means that you got to tell, say no, like I did to a lot of things, whether it's the pizza or it's the cookout and say, you know, I'm going to bring my own dish, but I'll eat with you all. That's what you have to do. This is your body. Take care of it. All right. That was her beautiful closing words, y'all. Listen, we'll spend $200 on a bundle of hair. We'll spend hours getting our hair done, thousands on our body. Yeah, nails, Botox, wax, all these things. We got to direct some of that to what's happening within us, right? So y'all um, definitely follow Jolie on her journey. Move for her this coming October as she enters her new competition and check us out on the next podcast, which will be coming in two weeks. Thank you all for watching. Thank you so much, Jody. You're welcome. We will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Girl, that was... Yeah.